Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's your host, Gina Crash, and I'm broadcasting once again from my dining room as we have social distancing requirements. We're not actually at the studio, but we are social distancing and you know, adhering to those COVID-19 guidelines. And my guest this morning, the executive director of Blue Water Baltimore is doing the same. Please welcome Jen Aosa. How are you, Jen? Hi, Gina. I am fine. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so excited. We have so much to talk about. And how long have you been telecommuting with with COVID-19? So let's see. This is my fourth week working from home. Um, It's very interesting. Yes, yes, it is. And I'm, I'm probably three weeks in myself, but um, we're really excited to have you on because actually um, before all the coronavirus um, stuff started happening, for lack of a better word, uh, we were partnering with you with our company, Entercom Baltimore, because our our company based out of Philadelphia has a huge uh, environmental initiative called One Thing, where we say it's a campaign that's, that's about all about what's the one thing that you can do to help the environment every day. And we were going to be working with you on Earth Day, and that is coming up very soon, Wednesday, April 22nd. And people can still get involved with Blue Water Baltimore um, in a, a sort of more of an online cyber way, which we're going to get into a little later in the show. And a shout out to your coworker, Jen Liana. She actually wrote this very nice intro for me to say right now. Should I go ahead and do that right now? Sure. Okay, so here we go. We don't want her good words to go to waste. But Blue Water Baltimore, if people don't know, is a regional environmental nonprofit organization focused on restoring the quality of Baltimore's rivers, streams, and harbor to foster a healthy environment, a strong economy, and we need that these days more than ever, and thriving communities. Founded in 2010 through a merger of five small watershed groups, Blue Water is celebrating their 10th anniversary this year. Yay! And despite Yay. that is an awesome achievement. And despite the current COVID restrictions, Blue Water Baltimore is still working tirelessly to protect our environment, especially during April, which they like to call Earth Month. We love that since it contains Earth Day. And as we said, I'm with Jen Aosa, the executive director of Blue Water Baltimore. And if you want to go online, since everybody is stranded at home on their laptops, a good way to find out how you can get involved is by visiting bluewaterbaltimore.org. We're going to bookmark that one right Jen yes okay so to get started um, the best question I think we can get going with is what is Blue Water Baltimore and what do you do over and above what you know we talked about in the intro but who better to talk to than you the executive director yeah sure Um, so Blue Water Baltimore is a locally based environmental organization Um, We are headquartered in Baltimore City, and we are really the only environmental group that focuses almost exclusively on the waterways and the environment in Baltimore City and Baltimore County. Um, And so we do that in a variety of ways. We plant a lot of trees every year and then take care of those trees. Um, We engage neighborhoods and scout troops and students in a lot of hands-on activities like cleanups and tree plantings and things like that. We also have a team of scientists that actually monitor the quality of our rivers and uh, the harbor. And then we engage in what we like to call advocacy. So that can be everything from helping folks understand what they can do uh, at home or at work, 
um, but also helping folks to get involved in decision making. So we might help folks understand that there's a bill in front of the city council that they may be interested in, and we will let them know how they can weigh in. Um, because we really want to make sure that our um, our laws are adequately protective of our water quality and our environment. Um, and we want to make sure that if there are folks not following those laws and polluting our environment, that they are held to account. Wow. So you do a lot of that advocacy work as well. Now, how is that? Did you guys always have sort of an emergency game plan in place, although none of us could really predict COVID-19 and how it's uh, sort of changed the way we do everything? Uh, but some of those things, I imagine, like working with kids and the, and the close contact type activity that you would normally be doing under normal circumstances had to shift a bit. So has that been a pretty easy transition for you or is it something that you'll you'll resume when we are you know restrictions are lifted a little bit more or how are how are you all working together as a team to sort of accomplish that still you know yeah um i would say you know we certainly prefer to work in you know outside hands-on with lots of folks pitching in and so the current restrictions um under COVID 19 have been have been a game changer for us um, but what we've been doing um, and we're increasingly doing is turning to online and virtual opportunities to engage with folks. So we have started a, a weekly series um, in the month of April. We had our first one earlier today called Waterkeeper Wednesdays. I got um, that in my email. I love that. And so, and yeah. And now how do people, I know I signed up because we were supposed to work with you on Earth Day, but how can people that are hearing this program now that are not getting those updates, how can they also get those important uh, items sent to their inbox? Yeah. So that is one of the easiest things that folks can do is if you go to our, our website, you can actually sign up for our mailing list. Um, if there's a tab that says ways to help, uh, you scroll down that and hit connect with us. We send out usually a monthly uh, electronic newsletter that in normal times would tell folks where we have a tree planting or an activity to um, engage students or a seminar or a training or, or any number of activities. Um, this is also the mechanism by which we let folks know if we're doing a Facebook Live event, if we have a fundraiser or a fun event. Um, we held a trivia event um, at one of our local breweries earlier this year that was really fun. Um, so signing up for that electronic newsletter is really one of the easiest things you can do to make sure that you get that information. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook and other social media. Um, so uh, just look for Blue Water Baltimore. Uh, just uh, spelled like it sounds, and um, our Facebook page has a lot of really good information, both about our calendar events and then these new offerings like Waterkeeper Wednesday, where for 10 or 15 minutes every Wednesday, our, our waterkeeper, uh, Alice Volpitta, who is a scientist, will talk about 
Um, topics related to water quality, our streams, our rivers, and the pollution that can impact them, um, as well as help folks to understand what they can do, what kind of changes they can make to be part of the solution. Boy, that's awesome, especially with so many, you know, with kids being online schooled right now, this in your spare time to keep kids occupied. What a learning experience and what a great tool all that information is for people of all ages, really. Yeah, and we're trying to recognize that, that, you know, um, the way we're reaching folks may be a little bit different, but it's just as important for folks to understand that there are lots of things they can be doing every day at home to help improve the condition of our environment, to help reduce waste, to help reduce pollution. And like I said, it's, it's really about being part of the solution. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. And with everything going on in the world right now, um, you kind of covered that with that statement. But why is this work so critical and so important? Because we can't, you know, eventually we're all going to have to get back to our normal routine, hopefully. And, um, you know, tell us why this is even more critical now. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the simplest thing that I can, I can say is water really is the one thing in this world that we can't live without. It's clean water. That's um, right. And while most of us that we're going to turn on this bigot um, and we're going to get clean water or we're going to flush and clean water is going to remove our waste, we don't think very much about the, the network of pipes that connect um, clean water to our homes and that connect our waste to uh, wastewater treatment facilities, or how our daily activities um, can impact the quality of our streams, our neighborhoods, and our environment. And so, you know, Baltimore um, has been a region that's been developing, and we've had people living here for probably 400 years or more. And there's been a lot of activity that has unfortunately impacted um, our, our land and our water and our air that continue today. Um, mm-hmm. And so wow. what we're really about is focusing on how to improve the, the quality of our water, infrastructure that carries that water so that we have a healthier environment and ultimately healthier neighborhoods and healthier residents. And now you've, have you been, I know the organization has been around for 10 years, as we had said, um, would, have you been there the whole time or at least in the time that you've been there? Um, how has that water quality kind of changed for the better or for the worse since you've been involved with Blue Water Baltimore? Yeah, so I have actually been on staff for about three years. Um, uh, before that, I actually volunteered um, as a member of the board of directors for the organization. Um, because I've lived in Maryland for more than 20 years. This is my home. And um, I have been working in, in Baltimore and in the environmental movement in Maryland for that whole time. And so I've really seen, I think, uh, a greater appreciation for the impact that, you know, we as, as residents, as boaters, as motorists, that we as people – um, can have both good and bad um, on our waterways, on our environment. Um, we can make 
poor choices that um, impact our waterways in a negative way, um, that send pollution into our waterways or kill fish or um, put pollutants into the air, or we can make decisions that reduce that impact. And I've really seen, I think over the last 20 years, uh, maybe it's because we've been focusing so much on educating our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've really seen a different um, mindset among a lot of folks who live in this region um, who care a whole lot more about whether or not the water is clean enough for swimming or fishing or uh, or other activities. And so I think that is a real positive indication that collectively folks are uh, are connecting a little bit more um, with the environment around them. And, that, and that's got to feel good uh, that that's your mission and that you're helping get that accomplished every day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in this whole COVID crisis, we've heard a lot about essential or non-essential work. And, you know, believe me, I think that this kind of education and engagement of folks who live and work and play in this region, this is some of the most essential work we can possibly do. It because really we've is. only got one environment, um, and folks need to understand that. And Right, and do what you can to make sure we keep it healthy, because that is so critical. And one good a bright spot of this um, sort of quarantining and, and social distancing that's been brought on with COVID-19 is the fact that we're all getting outside a little more, we're walking a little more, we're noticing the birds and the trees, and we're witnessing spring in a whole new way, it seems, around us. Um, so maybe now's a good time to explain, as we're walking by on our nightly walk, noticing trees and how what really they have to do with water quality. I feel like we're teaching a class kind of right now, because this is very fascinating for for me and and hopefully everyone listening. Yeah, absolutely. So I love to say that regardless of what the question is when it comes to air quality and water quality and the environment, trees are part of the answer. Um, So trees provide an amazing number of services for little or no charge, Um, They take up water from the ground and and use that to grow. That can reduce flooding on a a local basis. They also take up nutrients. Um, So think of things like animal manures or our own wastewater. Those, um, Those wastes are full of nutrients, and too many nutrients can lead to bad things like um, uh, fish kills. Um, trees also take carbon dioxide out of the air, and so they can actually help clean our air. They can cool temperatures in our neighborhood by providing shade. And so, you know, in the summer, areas in Baltimore that don't have a lot of trees are actually as much as 10 degrees hotter on the same day and at the time so it can be good for public health as well. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, 98 degrees in the shade as they have that uh, that one uh, reggae song from back in the day. So that's a good point. And, um, but we don't all have um, the 
the luxury of having trees near us sometimes. But hopefully, if you do, you will definitely notice that. And um, again, I'm sorry, but we are on a um, Jenna's on a cell phone, so it is cutting out a little bit. So if there's um, ever anything that you want to repeat, um, that would be helpful too. Um, uh, we were talking earlier about water keepers. Um, explain again what that is, and is there one on every river as far as water keepers go? Uh, yeah, that's a, a great question. So a water keeper is basically a position within an organization that speaks for a particular waterway. And there is uh, an international alliance of over 300 water keepers and water keeper organizations. And so Blue Water Baltimore is the home of your Patapsco River, um, your Baltimore Harbor waterkeeper. And so we have an individual on staff, Alice Volpetta, who is the Baltimore Harbor waterkeeper. And she does everything from monitor water quality every month. Um, she looks out for polluters or maybe industries or businesses that are not complying with their permits or that are maybe putting too much of a particular pollutant into the water. Um, and the waterkeeper movement is really powerful because the Federal Clean Water Act, which dictates what we can and can't do um, related to polluting waterways, the, the neat thing about the Federal Clean Water Act is that there is a provision that says a, a, a residentially-based group, a citizen group like Blue Water Baltimore, can take action against a polluter if they're doing the wrong thing. And so we do that via our waterkeeper, um, all in the name of protecting the integrity of our waterways that flow into uh, the Baltimore Harbor. So talk about an essential employee. There is one right there, right? Absolutely. And we are still uh, actively working to enforce our um, our water quality laws. So a perfect example is Blue Water Baltimore has a, um, a reporting hotline where if you see something that's going on that, that maybe doesn't look right, maybe somebody is is dumping material or, or doing something that you question that you think may not be right, um, you can do one of two things. One is you can report it to um, Blue Water Baltimore and, um, and our Baltimore Harbor Waterkeeper by going online um, to our website, uh, www.bluewaterbaltimore.org, or you can call 311 um, in the city to report the problem. And so we take these reports um, from residents who think they've seen something that is, a, that is problematic, and we'll go out and investigate. Um, and if we agree that something is, is going on, we work very closely with our city and county and state governments. We even work with the Coast Guard um, on our tidal waters to make sure that that pollution gets stopped, that we find who the responsible party is, that they put in place any necessary um, remedial actions, um, and if necessary, that we pursue um, legal action against the individual or the company or the, the, the folks 
who are responsible for the problem. Um, so just yesterday, I believe, um, we checked in on what turned out to be a small fuel oil spill um, in the portion of the Jones Falls that uh, empties into the Inner Harbor right near Mr. Trash Wheel. And oh, we wow. Wow. Yeah, so we worked with the Coast Guard and with the city of Baltimore to make sure that they put out um, booms to contain the oil. Um, you know, we helped to share information with community members so that they knew what was going on um, and so that they knew it was being um, it was being controlled. That's um, great. So it's a really. Yeah, it's it's a it's a critical piece of our responsibility as an environmental group is to make sure um, that we stem those problems when we see them and that we hold those folks responsible, um, that we hold them accountable. Yeah, well, thank you for that great work that you do. I I didn't realize as much of that component that you have. You're like the water watchdogs in a way, right? (laughs) Because you're you're helping everyone. We absolutely are. Yeah, we absolutely are. That's great. And now how can people, I know the answer to this question might be um, pre-COVID-19 is one answer and then, um, you know, and then during and then after, but how can people get involved with your work? And do you see a lot of response from people and are they, do they really run the gamut from students to residents to business owners to, you know, uh, you probably get a lot of people interested in your mission and how they can help out? Yeah, absolutely. So, Um, Our hope is that we will be getting back to normal um, in the near future. We don't know when, but hopefully soon. And one of the best ways that folks can get involved is by visiting our website. Um, We keep a calendar of activities and events that might be of interest to folks. Um, Most of our activities are absolutely free to get involved with. Um, sometimes if we're bringing in a speaker or providing a training, we might, you know, say a suggested donation of, say, 5 or $10. But we really try to make our events open to anyone who wants to get involved. So we have a calendar of all of our upcoming events that's on our website. Because we're in the time of COVID, we are also using our Facebook page and um social media to engage folks. So those things will either also be listed on that calendar on our website, or you can go directly to our Facebook site and see when we have events or um, webinars that are planned. So like I said before, every Wednesday are, we're going to have Waterkeeper Wednesday Oh, that's great. And now another one of those Wednesdays that's very, very critical coming up is the Earth Day celebration, Wednesday, April 22nd at 4 p.m. So tell us what you have planned for Earth Day. This is going to be really exciting. Everybody can get involved online. Absolutely. So our waterkeeper is going to be hosting a webinar online starting at 4 p.m. where she is going to talk about all of the water quality monitoring that we've compiled uh, in 2019. And some of that water quality, we have been testing some of these sites for the last 10 years. And so we have developed a very robust um, set of data. So we're gonna be talking about that data. We're going to be talking about whether we're seeing improvements 
or maybe uh, not so much in, in each of our waterways. Um, and then we're also going to give folks the opportunity after that webinar to sort of have a virtual happy hour, if you will, with some of our staff. That's so awesome. folks can ask questions, uh, they can get more information. And again, it's just a way for us to try to engage with folks in, in a virtual way um, so that they remember that there is plenty that we can all be doing, even if we're having to stay at home. Absolutely. And also, you know, like you were saying with a lot of your, you know, events being shifted online and people not being in person to sort of drop a couple of dollars here and there for you. Is there a place on bluewaterbaltimore.org that they can donate or contribute for all this wonderful programming that you're offering right now? Absolutely. And thank you so much for, uh, for, for asking that question. You know, we are a nonprofit and so we rely on grants and foundations and donations from individuals and businesses. So again, right on our website, uh, bluewaterbaltimore.org, there is a little green tab at the top that says donate. You can click on that. Any donation um, of any size is really greatly appreciated um, because it does help us pay for these virtual platforms. It helps pay for water quality monitoring and tree planting. And it helps pay for the advocacy and enforcement work that we do year-round, regardless of whether or not most of us are having to work from home. That's amazing work that you do every day. Thank you. You're so adaptive, and uh, you guys have really risen to the occasion, and people, people have a ton of ways that they can get involved with Blue Water Baltimore at bluewaterbaltimore.org. We're sorry we couldn't spend Earth Day with you, but we will virtually online. We will be toasting you with that virtual happy hour as well and hanging out with your staff. I think it's wonderful how you guys have been so adaptive and so inclusive. Um, Jen Aosa has been with me, the Executive Director of Blue Water Baltimore. Thank you so much for joining us, Jen. Oh, thank you, Gina. It's really been my pleasure, and I look forward to seeing you on our virtual uh, afternoon with your waterkeeper on the 22nd. I can't wait. I got my calendar marked right now. I hope everybody else does, too. And we're going to um, you know, post this up online on our websites, and uh, people can reach out to me as well as you guys on social media, Gina Crash, and I'll put you in touch with each other. We look forward to a continued partnership, Jen. Have a wonderful day, you guys. Thank you for listening, and this has been a production of Entercom Baltimore.